I want to wish everybody a very happy Easter morning. Uh, if you've been attending or have attended any of the Masses at the Triduum, I usually sort of preach a theme this year with the gifts that Jesus gives to the church before he leaves and ascends into heaven. We looked at a number of the gifts, one the Eucharist, the other Mary, and then finally a share in the resurrection. But that they're not just straight-up gifts. They come along with a little irony, a little hitch, something that maybe you wouldn't expect, but that is crucial, something that can be a little difficult to swallow at times, but still is integral to the gift that was given. So I figured this morning I'd continue the theme, although more briefly than I did at the other Masses. Today, this gospel is one of my favorite, where we see Mary Magdala come, a witness to speak to Peter and John, the apostles, that Jesus is truly risen. And so early on Easter morning, they both hightail it and run to the tomb. And the scripture, the gospel, makes it very clear that John, the beloved disciple, gets there first. Now, arguably, he gets there first because he is a little bit younger and more spry than Peter. And then Peter catches up. And so we have both Peter and John there at the tomb. And this, I think, is symbolic of the first gift that we're discussing today, or the gift, is the gift of the church. Christ leaves the church, but yet the church, we can say, according to certain theologians of the 20th century, and we can see the church symbolized in both John and in Peter. Peter is the one who receives the keys. He is the church of authority. He is the office in the church, the one who calls the shots, who guides and leads, the head bishop. John, while he is a bishop, he's an apostle, is the symbol of the church of love, uh, the love that pours itself out. John, who was the one there at the foot of the cross with Mary. And so the church is going to have to have both of those dimensions, the dimension of love, but also the dimension of office. And so I think for a lot of people, we understand and we appreciate probably more the church of love, that we are bound together by the gift of the Spirit, who is the love that unites uh, the persons of the Trinity. And that is going to be through our loving our neighbor, loving our enemy, loving others, that more than anything that we preach is going to draw people to Jesus and to a great witness to the resurrection. However, if we notice something, which is something that I think a lot of people maybe don't see, although they get there together, what happens? That Simon Peter, although he arrived after him, went into the tomb first. Not John. John got there first. Love gets you to Jesus first. Love gets you to a belief in the resurrection first, but love stops and allows office, allows authority to go in first to check it out. And this is the thing that I think is the catch that is difficult for a lot of people, is that even though love is important and gets us to the resurrection, we as Catholics owe our obedience to the hierarchy, who as we've seen is not perfect. But when the church teaches on faith and morals, 
we believe there ought to be a religious assent of the mind and the will. We're not going to fully understand everything, but the church doesn't just arbitrarily teach certain things. We don't arbitrarily teach that there are four, three persons of the Trinity. We don't arbitrarily teach that Christ is present in the Eucharist, nor any of the moral teachings. They're rooted in some solid foundation. And we, as an obligation, have an attempt to, or ought to have an attempt, to try to understand. We may not fully grasp it, but it is part of being in the church. Peter is the office. He is the symbol of those who teach and guide, not as sort of this oppressive patriarchy, but as a part of the gift that Christ has given to the church. And St. Peter's Basilica, if you've ever been there, uh, the beautiful apse, the chair of St. Peter. It's Bernini's masterpiece. It's this beautiful bronze chair, and there are four legs that come out from it. And the four legs, they have four of the church fathers, Augustine, Athanasius, John Christosom, and Ambrose, I believe, from all my years of giving tours there. And it looks like some sort of an apotheosis of the authority of Peter. You see the the, the, the amber window of the Holy Spirit, and it looks like these four apostles, the symbol of authority in the church, are holding up the chair and telling people to worship. But that's not right. If you really pay attention to what's going on in this bronze masterpiece, you'll see that the clouds are billowing down, coming from this opening in the sky where you see the Holy Spirit. And so there is a downward movement. And in fact, paying very close attention, the four bishops, these four saints, are not grabbing on to the chair. There's this little loop of rope that is coming out of each leg, and they're hooking their fingers to the chair like this. And so, interpreted correctly, as you sort of understand Baroque architecture, is heaven coming down on earth as a response to uh, some of the, the teachings that have been going on, opposing the teachings of the church at the time, grabbing it and laying it down, giving it as a gift to the church, never claiming authority for themselves. And that's the ideal. That whatever authority in the church receives, it is there to give as a gift and never can claim as its own and never is there to beat down anyone. It's never the authority that has convinced anyone but it's the love. It's the love that convinces others to believe. And there we have Peter, or the authority, giving in love the gift of the truth, Christ feeding his people. And so on this Easter Sunday, a very beautiful day today, fortunately, uh, we give thanks to God for all of the great gifts that he and his son have given to the church. And we respond, as difficult as it may be, in love, both with the heart and with the mind, knowing that we are being fed with the truth. Amen.